With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here at the Eric Erickson Show. It is, well, Holy Week, and we will discuss a lot of that tomorrow. We got news we got to discuss right now. The phone number. You can be a part of the program if you get past the call screener. 877-973-7425. We need to spend a little bit of time talking about the Ukrainian situation because this is escalating. Although I, I got to just say out of the gate, maybe we'll get into this, some of this later. So I, I went to an event last night for the governor of Georgia. Uh, he was in town. I got asked to come. And, you know, I don't like going to these sorts of events. Half the people there don't like me and the other half I've criticized on the radio. <laughs> I don't like going to these events. Uh, and so I stood in the back. I, I, I was with a couple of friends. Uh, the governor came by. We, we, we spoke for a little while uh, before he had to go. And, and then I, and I told the guys, like, I don't come to these events anymore. I don't have to. I don't want to. I'm only here because you're here and I like you. And, and I got invited by some friends who were going to be there I hadn't seen in a while. So I went and during that dude did not take the microphone and tell everybody I was there. And, and he said very nice words about me. I appreciate him very much. I do like the governor of Georgia tremendously uh, and his wife and but then i had to shake hands and talk to everybody and he came up to me afterwards and says well now you know what it's like <laughs> uh but i wound up afterwards uh going to dinner with some friends i hadn't seen in a while and two of the guys at the at dinner are progressives they're 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 pretty liberal nice guy i really like them tremendously longtime friends pretty liberal uh, Democratic donors, Democratic supporters, and they were furious about boys and girls sports, just genuinely enraged about the issue because they have daughters who are athletes. Their daughters are unhappy and they are unhappy. And it just, it struck me, you know, in the, in the prevailing media conversation about this, you don't hear about that. You, you, it's always, let's talk to, it's always the mother who's always white, who has the son, who's now her daughter, and how what victims they are. And we never talk about the girls. Um, somebody was telling me they heard a comedian say the other day that uh, after years of feminists saying they would bow to no man, now if you put the woman, if you put the man in a dress, the, the feminist will gladly bow to that man um and it's just it's the most bizarre thing i don't know i mean we're with i'm with some 
reliably Democratic voters who are Democratic donors, and they are so furious with their party that they're willing to support the Republican. I don't know that Democrats really appreciate what the progressive culture war stuff is doing to them. And again, it's not us. We get called on the right, the culture warriors all the time. We're, we're not the ones fighting for anything other than the status quo, uh, digging our heels in, in and saying, we're not, we're not going down this road. It's nuts. And somehow we're the bad guys here. Uh, my buddy Justin sent me this headline a little while ago. A New Jersey inmates at women's only prison pregnant after sex with, quote unquote, another incarcerated person. So two inmates at a women's only prison are pregnant after having had sex with another woman at the prison. How is it possible? Now, if you're a normal human being, you know how it is possible. One of these women and a woman. It appears the women became pregnant from consensual sexual relations with, in the words of the Department of Corrections External Affairs Executive Director, another incarcerated person. Well, it turns out that the person uh, we're talking about here is a dude who still has his male reproductive organs and says he's a woman. And so they let him go to the women's prison who, and he has gotten two women pregnant. Society has lost its damn mind. You know where they don't have time for this stuff? Ukraine. I, I still, you know, it, it didn't get a lot of traction, but I'm just, I uh, was gobsmacked at the time uh, that CBS News did an entire story about the plight of a, a transgender Ukrainian who has transitioned to being female and is upset that he's going to have to go fight for his country because he transitioned to being a woman and, and women don't have to fight for the country. So why does he have to go fight? Well, it's because in Ukraine, they don't have time for Western nonsense. They're fighting for their survival. And last night, uh, they scored a major blow against the, uh, against the Russians the Russian warship Moskva was blown up by Neptune missiles. It's the biggest naval disaster since General Belgrano. The, the Ukrainian forces used some of their newest missiles to blow up the Soviet-era Russian warship. Uh, it's the biggest naval vessel since the British sunk the General Belgrano in the Battle of the Falklands. The Slava-class missile cruiser had been in service for 40 years. If she sinks, she'll be the largest naval asset lost since World War II. Drones are reported to have used, been used to harness the vessel to keep its air defenses distracted. And then the missile was fired from a hidden battery near Odessa. At least two of the missiles were reported to have struck the ship, causing a massive explosion and inferno. They're believed to have detonated one of the exposed deckside missile tubes of the Moskova. Russia claims the ship had been evacuated, remains afloat, and the cause of the fire is under investigation. Will not acknowledge there was a strike. Ukraine said the vessel is believed to be sinking as the damage in bad weather takes its toll on the abandoned wreck. Russia claims the ship is being towed back to port, and so far no pictures have been revealed showing the damage. Some Ukrainian reports claim the ship had already rolled over and sunk. 
Neptune missiles were introduced into military service in Ukraine last year. Each weapon carries a 330-pound warhead and a range of 170 miles. The batteries, which are mounted on the back of large trucks, can be armed with up to 72 of the Neptune missiles. Targets are believed to be selected by drones. The missiles hit speeds of more than 650 miles an hour as they head towards enemy ships. The Ukrainians, so here, here's the thing you got to understand and appreciate about this. Ukraine has been working very aggressively with the West since 2014. In 2014, the Russians invaded eastern Ukraine, took over Crimea, the Donetsk region. Uh, they, um, they, they entrenched, and the Ukrainians knew they had to start working with the West. Vladimir Putin screwed it up. Instead of going on and invading in 2014, he just took over part of the east in Crimea. And Ukraine knew they had a problem. This is before uh, President Zelensky was even a thing. President Zelensky in 2014 was a comedian. And do you know what a shtick was? Do you know what President Vladimir Zelensky's most famous thing of note was? I will put it as, as, as bluntly as I can on radio, and my apologies if this offends some of you, but I'm not making this up. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, president of Ukraine, was a comedian, and one of his biggest stunts that got him acclaim was he would drop his pants and pretend to play the piano uh, with an erection, Habanagila, no less. That was, that was what he did. And he had a variety show. And that was what he would do, and the crowd loved it. He was not on the scene at the time in 2014, other than there uh, with his pants around his ankles playing the piano with his hands in the air. And the presidents of Ukraine at the time knew they had a problem with the Soviets or the Russians, and they began to build military bridges with the West. And the Americans came in and trained them. And the Russians, as we now see and know, never really improved. The Russians haven't really had to fight a lot of wars. They've used mercenaries where they could. They've used them in Ukraine, and the mercenaries are better because the mercenaries are battle-hardened. And the Russians, their recruits, they're enlisted. They're not that. Ver- they're not that good. And the Ukrainians have gotten better and better. And one of the things that the Ukrainians have done in the last few years with, with American and British help is they've learned to use drones. Now, when I was a kid, in fact, I've got these shells on my desk, you, th- these rounds. When I was a kid, we lived in Dubai. And we would entertain the enlisted for the American Fifth Fleet at the time, the, the American Navy was stationed, the fifth fleet was stationed in Bahrain. And they didn't have dry docks there. And the Americans would have to come on top, uh, come to Dubai for dry docks. And in doing, we would entertain the ships. My parents would organize block parties. We'd have all the sailors there. And one of the things the sailors gave me was the R.K. Turner uh, came to town. The captain of the ship gave me some of the rounds. The R.K. Turner was the American naval vessel in 1986 that fired on the Libyans. 
when Ronald Reagan ordered blowing up Gaddafi, I think in response to the Pan Am flight that had been blown out of the sky over Scotland, over Lockerbie. And we bombed Libya and we engaged Libyan vessels. And there's a Gatling gun on the ships. It looks like an R2-D2. It's the Phalanx CIWS, the Sea Whiz. It's a close-in weapon system for defense against incoming threats like small boats, surface torpedoes, anti-ship missiles. And I've got one of the rounds. I, I've got several of them on my desk from the RK Turner. It looks like R2-D2. If you ever see an American naval vessel, it looks like R2-D2 is sitting up top. And it is the Sea Whiz. And it is a, a high-speed, a high-round, highly active R2-D2-like Gatling gun. And it just fires a burst of rounds and blows up what's coming. And the Russians developed a counterpart to the Sea Whiz. And it's on their ships. The Soviets did. It's on these ships. And if a missile is coming and it's coming 650 miles an hour, it's okay. This thing can detect it. So what the genius of the Ukrainians have done is they swarm these ships with drones. So their version of the Sea Whiz, they're trying to shoot all these drones out of the sky. And, and the drones get the, the system distracted. And here comes that Neptune missile, 650 miles an hour, low on the water, skimming the waves, causing a wake in the waves. It's moving so fast. And it blew up the Moskova. And it's sinking. The Russians have never evolved their weapon systems. They've never evolved their military. They just think we have we have the largest military on the planet after the United States. We can overwhelm them with troops. Well, in the 21st century, what we are learning is that warfare of the 21st century is far different from Soviet-era warfare far different from uh, 1980s warfare where the Russian Soviet army evolved. I mean, things are different now. You've got drones. You've got uh, Javelin missiles. you got Neptune missiles. And more importantly than that, something Vladimir Putin did not realize is when you invade people's homes, they tend to dig in their heels and fight to defend their homeland. Putin just assumed he could walk in and take over. In fact, uh, 20 Russian generals and over 100 intelligence officers are now in prison. The Russian defense chief who has held on through multiple uh, rounds, multiple leaders, has had a heart attack that news reports suggest was induced. It wasn't a natural heart attack. He is in the hospital. Vladimir Putin is worrying about a coup. And it turns out a lot of these people, you know why they're in prison? They were given money to bribe Ukrainian officials. They were given money to bribe Ukrainian generals, Ukrainian mayors, Ukrainian parliament members, and instead they embezzled the money. They never made the bribes. There's no guarantee they could have made the bribes. Some reports suggest they tried to make the bribes and the Ukrainians refused to take the bribes. And so Vladimir Putin stormed into Ukraine with his military, thinking the officials had been bribed and would bow down and greet him as a hero. And instead they fought back and they are destroying the Russian military. The Russians are going to have to rethink things. Sweden and Finland are announcing they're probably joining NATO this summer. The Russian response is that, well, we're going to reposition nukes and missiles. And the Finnish response is... You guys suck so bad in Ukraine. Good luck trying to stop us. Putin has realigned the world and did not mean to make that happen. Do you know when I started out in 
could get nice quality sheets. I just thought I'm going to get a high thread count sheet. And if I get a high thread count sheet, it's going to be a really good sheet. Boy, did I learn that's not true. It's a myth. Bolin Branch, however, uses the best 100% organic cotton threads on planet Earth for superior softness and a better night's sleep. You can get a really good high thread count sheet, but if the underlying sheet is, well, crap, um, it's not going to work for you. Bolin Branch, however, my gosh, their sheets aren't just buttery, breathable, and impossibly soft to start, but they have the sign, the number one sign of a really good sheet. The more you wash them, the softer they get over time, and they don't tear up. They just get soft. It's perfect. You can try Bowl and Branch. They're the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness and a better night's sleep. They're th- so luxurious. They're beloved by three United States presidents. And they've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. I'm one of them. I love my Bowl and Branch sheets. You can feel the difference the moment they come out of the bag and every wash. It's just, man, they just transition to softer and softer. They're fantastic. Right now, get 20% off site-wide April 11th through 17th only at BowlandBranch.com. That's BowlandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com for 20% off site-wide April 11th to April 17th, BowlandBranch.com. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on this year program, the Washington Free Beacon has the story I've been telling y'all. I knew this was true. Yes, the media bury the race of murderers if they're not white. Washington Free Beacon analysis shows how homicide coverage downplays the race of minority offenders. Frank James, the man arrested for Tuesday's New York City subway shooting, is a black nationalist, an outspoken racist who rails against whites, Jews, and Hispanics. A careful reader of the New York Times could be forgiven for overlooking that. In a nearly 2,000-word article on the attack, James's race is not mentioned. The same is true for coverage offered up by Reuters. The Washington Post only mentioned James's race in relation to his condemnation of training programs for low-income black youths. Media critics on the right say that the conspicuous omission of James's race from these news reports illustrates a trend among prestigious papers, which de-emphasizes or omits the race of non-white criminals while playing up the race of white offenders. Is it a pattern? Yes. A Washington Free Beacon review of hundreds of articles published by major papers over a span of two years finds that papers downplay the race of non-white offenders, mentioning their race much later in articles than they do for white offenders. These papers are also three to four times more likely to mention the offender's race at all if he's white. A disparity that grew in the wake of George Floyd's death in 2020 and the protests that followed. I've been telling you all this was true. In fact, it's a stated editorial policy at some news outlets that they no longer will um, broadcast the race of a suspect, which is absurd. When Frank James was on the run, the New York Times and ABC News said the police were looking for a heavyset man who was about 5'5", wearing a gray hoodie. That was it. The actual New York, uh, the New York police report said they were looking for a heavy set black man about five five wearing a gray hoodie. You could have uh, rapidly reduced the pool of potential suspects by giving the racial identifier, but they didn't want to because they didn't want to seem they were the racist. They didn't want to talk about it. It's unfortunate that we have gotten to this point in society. I think that much of the media has lost their minds like so much of progressive America. They've just gone off the deep end on this stuff. 
I don't really know what happened. I don't really think it was social media. I think social media just kind of captured it and amplified it. It was already there. People have just lost their minds. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on this here program? Uh, listener Andy says the Russian version of the SeaWiz uh, does not actually have the tracking aiming solutions that the Americans do. It's easier to confuse them. Um, fascinating that the Soviets just never got this stuff off the ground. I got to go uh, and I got to play a whole lot of audio for you now. And it is a series of different stories. I'm doing this intentionally by design because it, it all stretches into a larger issue and a larger thing we need to talk about. But you got to hear this. And again, I, I need to warn you, I'm about to play a good bit of audio for you. And it is on a host of different, completely unrelated topics. But it's vitally important that you hear them all. We're going to begin with NBC News coverage of their polling on Joe Biden. We may be on the down slope. Now, President Biden is trying to label this Putin's uh, price hike. But most Americans, according to an NBC News poll, are not buying that. Only 6% blame Putin. Most believe President Biden's policies are very much to blame. Guys, back to you. Now, here's Jen Psaki of the White House press briefing yesterday. First about inflation. Does the White House still view inflation as transitory? That is the view of the uh, Federal Reserve and outside economists, and they all continue to project it will come down this year. And about Biden's policies. So, so does the president then acknowledge any responsibility for the inflation that we're seeing now based on the decisions that he's made when he came into office? Well, I would say, as the president has talked about quite a bit, there are a range of factors, including uh, the pandemic, the impact on the supply chains, and our effort. And what we've tried to do from the beginning is take steps to address that, address the supply chains. And we've had a lot of success moving more equipment and goods through through um, through ports, et cetera. We've also seen, given energy is such an, a significant driver of this data, an increase in energy prices over the last month plus since the invasion of Ukraine. That's factual. That's based on data that we have seen out there. So our effort and our focus has been to try to address it and take mitigation measures when we can. But does he take responsibility for his decisions? Like some say the American Rescue Plan boosted demand uh, when it didn't need to. Larry Summers was one of those. Well, the alternative would have been uh, that we would have gone into a massive economic downward spiral and many Americans would have not had enough food uh, to put on the table. So we chose the other path. Oh, she got snippy. Uh, now here she is on illegal immigrants. The the first bus of migrants arrived in D.C. today, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott making good on his promise to send migrants to the president's doorstep. Uh, I think you previously called it a publicity stunt. Is that still the view of the White House? Can you give us any reaction to this busload of migrants arriving here in D.C.? Well, these are all migrants who have been processed by CBP and are free to travel. So. It's nice the state of Texas is helping them get to their final destination as they await in their, their outcome of their immigration proceedings. And they're all in immigration proceedings. Oof, okay, now this is Chuck Todd on MSNBC. Let me start with uh, this situation with what's going on in Capitol Hill. It seems like the Democratic list of stopping Title 42 is only going to grow. At what point does Schumer just sort of let it happen and make it part of this amendment Fine, it is what it is because the politics of this seem to be way ahead of where D.C. Democrats are. You don't even need the answer to that one. 
and now completely, absolutely off the wall. Uh, Yamichi Alsandor of uh, PBS, I guess actually she moved to NBC now, talking about puberty blocking drugs for transgender youth. The young people that I talked to who were remarkable um, in their candor said that they really need this care, that this is the kind of care that helps them um, not feel suicidal, helps them have the confidence and helps them look in the mirror and see the person that they believe that they are. I talked to one um, young woman, a transgender girl, um, Harley Walker, who said that this care saved her life. Take a listen to what she told me. Just like any other medication, I need this and for my physical and mental health. And so to hear politicians who have no medical experience whatsoever, who ha probably haven't even known what gender-affirming care is until the past year or so, just to hear them say they're not qualified makes no sense to me. Harley also told me that she might consider having to move out of Alabama and leaving behind her brother who is serving in the National Guard here in Alabama, who has to stay in Alabama. She's worried that she'll have to break up her family, but she says the puberty blockers that she that she is on, that they really are critical to her mindset, critical to her mental health, critical to her physical health. So there are tough decisions that families are going to have to make here. Harley has been trying to stop this law, um, but her family and a number of other families are suing, as I said, trying to stop this law at the ACLU and the Southern Poverty Law Center. So we'll have to watch to see what happens in the courts, Aaron. This is a wide array of news stories. Inflation, immigration, transgenderism. I haven't even gotten to the masks. Scott Gottlieb was on, uh, I believe, CNBC saying there's no reason for people to go back to masks now. And yet, some cities in the nation are trying to do that. The federal government is still making you wear them on planes. All of this comes as Joe Biden's polling is in decline. And I play all of this very different audio about a multitude of topics to make a larger point here. Where the Democrats are playing on offense, such as puberty blocking drugs, fighting the right, fighting a state like Alabama that's now uh, the governor there has signed into law, a law that bans giving uh, or, or um, helping kids transition before the age of 18. Where the Democrats are playing on offense, they are offensive to the bulk of the American public. I, I, I mean, at, at, at one level, I do care where you are on this issue, but, but politically, I don't care where you are on this issue of transitioning youth. What I need you to know is that if you think it's fine, you're on the wrong side of public opinion. And the public, not conservatives, not Christians, the public at large thinks we've gone overboard here and a backlash is coming. And the Democrats are going to have that backlash of the backside of their head in the polling booth because of it. The same with immigration. Ben Dominich, a, a, a man who deserves a, a good portion of credit for my career because he, he put me in charge of Red State. It was his and, and several friends of mine. It was their idea. They put me in charge of it. He's now on Fox. His entire family are just some of the most wonderful people. Uh, ben yesterday had a tweet, uh, congratulations, Democrats. 
you have turned Hispanic voters into Republicans. Um, he says, we'll give you a minute to think about what you did to make this happen. Why? This is because of the Quinnipiac poll. The Quinnipiac poll shows Joe Biden has a 26% approval rating among Hispanics, lower than his rating among white voters. Even if you think it is off by 10 points, it's a nightmare scenario for Democrats because Hispanic voters have an approval rating for Joe Biden of 26%. Black voters give him a 63% rating. White voters give him a 31% rating. Women give him a 32% approval. Men give him a 29% approval. 18 to 34-year-olds give him a 21% approval rating. So Dominic in his thread... Again, let me read it to you. Uh, Democrats, I have terrible news for you. Hispanics are Republicans now. We'll give you a minute to think about what you did to make this happen. Maybe when you made everything about an open border, you were listening to white liberals instead of families and workers. Maybe when you dissed aging Christians for clinging to guns and religion, you didn't realize you were talking about our parents. Keep in mind, Ben Dominic is Puerto Rican. Maybe when you turned Planned Parenthood into the political holy priesthood, unassailable and unquestionable, you left us behind. Maybe when you said Latinx and democratic socialism, you said it too much and should have said it less. And faith, family, neighborhoods, work, peace, and freedom more. Hispanics are Republicans now not because the GOP did a great job. It's because Democrats are a party run by Ivy League idiots with Ivy League values. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Democrats lost the plot points. They got so filled as a party with upper income. white. And I, I got to say this way, and I get angry emails when I do, and I'm telling you the truth, and you don't like it, but it's the truth. Democrats became the party of upper income white women. There is nothing wrong with upper-income white women. But the problem is upper-income white women tend to uh, read magazines and websites and digest news in ways that are different from black women and Hispanic women and black men and white men uh, and and, uh, blue-collar workers, Hispanic women. It is disconnects the Democratic Party. At the upper levels of the Democratic Party right now, the major fundraisers tend to be upper-income white women. The major PR teams on the Democratic Party tend to be upper-income white women. And they tend to be secular at that. They don't tend to be Christian. They tend to be uh, secular. They may go to church, but they got a secular worldview. And I'm not trying to be insulting to any of you who are upper-income white women who are listening. I'm trying to explain to you that you differ in your worldview from the bulk of the Democratic Party base. And the bulk of the Democratic Party base, of which you're now becoming and now driving out the old base of black and Hispanic voters, their worldview tends to be more blue-collar, more devoutly Christian, and more socially conservative. If you're an upper-income white woman and you are not a a diehard in church every Sunday woman, what is your view of Planned Parenthood? I suspect, if you're honest, it's more favorable than among black and Hispanic voters. 
increasingly when you poll black voters, they tend to show up as um, worried that Planned Parenthood is targeting them. If you're an upper-income white woman, I suspect you are more pro-mask. In fact, the polling data shows that you are more pro-keeping mask mandates out there. If you're blue-collar, if you're black or Hispanic, it's far less. My point here isn't to insult upper-income white women, of whom I have many friends. My point is to suggest that all of us live in bubbles. And unfortunately for the Democratic Party and for you, your bubble has become disproportionate at the upper echelons of the Democratic Party. And so the things you care about tend to take on disproportionate value within the upper echelons of the Democratic Party. And those things tend to be disconnected from the lives of most Americans. The result is a Democratic Party that really doesn't recognize that it is now in decline because it is so focused and the media, which is in that bubble, has so focused on a Republican Party civil war with Donald Trump and Republican Party in decline. They can't understand the same things happening to the Democrats. And the result is a skewing of conversations and a guiding of conversations that guide the Democrats outside the mainstream. Now, they will reset. There is nothing permanent in American politics. There will never be a permanent political majority in America. In fact, part of what's going on right now is we're in a major realignment. Upper-income white women used to be called Republicans. They're now Democrats, unless they're married and go to church, and then they're Republican. If you're married, you're upper-income, you're white, and you go to church, you tend to be Republican, unless you're Episcopalian, then you're a Democrat. It's just, look, I'm just giving you the data trends. It's not me. It's not my opinion here. I'm telling you what the data is. And the problem for the Democrats right now is that puts them out to out to pasture with a lot of the voters. Um, the voters overwhelmingly in this country disproportionately are opposed to boys and girls sports. The voters in this country are disproportionately opposed to illegal immigration and an open border. The voters in this country are openly opposed now to big spending by the government because they know it caused inflation. And they're really opposed to high gas prices. And they blame the Democrats climate change agenda. And the Democrats have become locked in on these because they surround themselves with people who are sycophants and affirm their view. And the problem is in that bubble, they have, they're have completely disconnected from the lives of your average American saving coupons in the Sunday newspaper to go to Kroger to get a good deal because they can't afford to live in America right now. And that is why Joe Biden is polling at 26% among Hispanic voters in the Q poll. And that is why Joe Biden and the Democrats are going to see a big crimson wave come in November because they kind of lost track of the plot. And as a result, they're going to be surprised when they get to the end of the book in November. One of the groups that's out there helping conservatives with this wave is Patriot Mobile. They're a cell phone company, and that sounds odd. Uh, but there are companies out there on the left and the right now that they set up and they they agree to give a portion of their profits to help their side. And uh, a group on the left years ago set up a cell phone company. It's called an MVNO, a uh, mobile virtual network operator. It's a fancy way of saying they use the cell phone towers that the big companies, Verizon and AT&T, put up. They're allowed to by Congress. And the, these left-wing companies started and, and started giving a portion of their profits to the left. And a friend of mine on the right, uh, his name is Chris, he's been on the program before, said, you know, we can do that on the right, too. We ought to. And they started Patriot Mobile. 
And with Patriot Mobile, not only do you get good discounts, but you're working with a company that is explicitly Christian and conservative, and they give a portion of their profits to the conservative movement. But they need your business. And don't worry about quality. You get the same cell towers as the big guys. And you get free activation with my name. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can sign up there. You get free activation, or you can call them. They've got 100% U.S.-based customer service. Their phone number is 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. You can get discounts if you're an RA member, a teacher, a veteran, a first responder. They're good people, great company, great service. You don't have to worry about the quality. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. The Republicans have announced, the Republican National Committee has announced that they're withdrawing from the Commission on Presidential Debates. The Commission on Presidential Debates was set up to negotiate the general election uh, debating, and essentially it's a negotiated agreement between the GOP and the Democrats, how they uh, will operate, the the, uh, offer up a variety of names that are then picked. I, I don't have a problem with this. I don't think the presidential debates are that useful very much anymore. And I think the media has gone so far left uh, that it is virtually impossible to get a moderator who is even sympathetic to a conservative worldview. Um, It's unfortunate, but the dichotomy of, of worldview out there now is just, I think, impossible for any uh, ability to have a fair and honest debate where the Democratic candidate is as challenged on their presuppositions as the Republican is. I mean, this is the sort of commentary now from Stuart Stevens, who helped John McCain and Mitt Romney. He, he's been broken by Trump. Listen to this. Um, and and the, the people like the, the guy who pretends he's Foghorn Leghorn, even though he's a Rhodes Scholar, like that's the party now. I don't think that's because of Trump alone, do you? No, I think, um, look, since World War II, there's been these two trends in the Republican Party. Call one an Eisenhower wing uh, saying governing and the other uh, Joe McCarthy wing. Conspiratorial, not concerned with governing, xenophobic, often racist. That's his view of the GOP and of the left and of much of the media. And why do we want members of the media who embrace a view like that from Stuart Stevens, who's always dripped with disdain for conservatives? Notice he said McCarthy. He didn't say Reagan. You know, if he could have, he would have. And why bother dealing with those people and allowing them to put your Republican candidate on a debate stage with a Democrat so that you can be ambushed by a reporter who's sympathetic to the Democrat? Good for the GOP. It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down. And now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates. You got the economy. You got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity where banks, they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building. You want to build a building. Reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 1990s. They want to help you if they can. So spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for you. 
Their website is firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. Again, you need a loan, $750,000 or higher. You're a small business and you see an opportunity to grow. Share it with the Frost family and see if they can help you. Firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. First Liberty Building and Loan can help businesses nationwide become bigger businesses.